everybody. Uh, welcome back to Grounded with uh, Brandon and Craig. I am Craig, and you are Brandon. The last you, I checked, you are Brandon. The last time I checked, too. And here, here we are in Central Ohio. The sun is shining. It's about fifty, fifty-two degrees. It is absolutely gorgeous outside. This whole fall has been gorgeous. I haven't complained about the weather probably since what late August when it was so hot. But I think my complaints are about to change. You need to find joy in everything. Well, I have found joy quite well, yeah. a bit over the last eight weeks. So I guess here's the deal. It's been I August. Have de- for I the have last... been depositing into the joy bank. So I get to withdraw. Is that how that works? No. <laughs> you should build it up He's so you can me. continue to have joy because guess what? It's been August for the last 12 weeks. <laughs> no, bro. It has not been August. August is like 95. Okay. September. You're like sweating. It's like rolling through a, uh, like a, like a pool. This has been perfect weather. You have to admit, you even got a deer. So come on. It's been nice weather, but come Saturday for deer hunting like that, that's good weather. Come Saturday for just Craig weather. I, that's absolutely that's not terrible. I text Craig this morning and I said, Hey, the temperature it is right now is going to be about what the high is on Saturday. It was like 44. <laughs> uh, you know, I heard snow too. Or snow. But on a positive note, let's, let's go to the positive. Let's think, let's think good thoughts and positive thoughts. Can we do that? Sure. We're sitting here drinking some coffee that was given to us by Brent and Maria Roland. Yeah. And it, the coffee is perfect because let me tell you where it's from. It's from Cincinnati, Ohio. So thank you guys very much for that. The name of the coffee is it is the uh, Guatemalan 427 by Oakley Artisan Roasters. They're in Oakley, Ohio, which is Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I know exactly where that's at. You know, I got to just be honest with you. Probably anything from that from from that area in Cincinnati is probably going to be some of the best things you've ever had. Just just saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is, honestly, I, and so I've got well, Other to, than Reds baseball, it's pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So confession time. I, confession time. You're so happy that the Astros won. <laughs> no Go. dust. You got to be pumped for Dusty. Did you see Dusty? How excited he I was. Am, I am glad. I, I went to bed. I, Dusty was so excited. I watched. The, I watched the. I watched last night mm-hmm. some of the replays. He was in tears. He's he's such a genuine. Oh yeah. Human being. I, I mean, he is just uh, his his quote was, "If you're in the game long enough, you're gonna eventually win." <laughs> oh. So here's and he was in it long enough. Thankfully, <laughs> exactly. Here's the deal. I am happy for Dusty, but that is about it. I'm not a big fan of the Astros whatsoever. I, lo- I like the Astros, but anyway, um, I know yeah. that you've got you like your... that Jordan Alvarez had some substance on his hand that he wiped off before he got it inspected there. See, they yes, all, once, once cheaters, always cheaters. Well, I mean, you could go back to like, uh, you can go back to like Gaylord Perry and those guys like that. I mean, you know, they've always got, uh, you know, like Don Sutton would wear a broken ring or something and scratch the ball, and uh, you know yeah. it's it's a it's a part of the game. It's like, um, but not like cheating, cheating. I mean, you can't like cheat and you well. Know, they're supposed like now this year they're supposed to be checked at the end of every inning by by an ump. I'm see, sure, and he you can see him wiping stuff on the ball, but there before um, he go, walks over to the ump, he takes his hand out of his glove and rubs it off on his leg, and then he walks over and shows the ump his hand. He probably did that on purpose just to get anybody's mind. That's what I would have done. 
That is what you would have done. <laughs> I agree with that. But so you know what? I get to bask in. Uh, I got I got Houston Astros stuff, so I can wear that proudly this year, and I can say, hey, when I walk in the office, I can say, hey, look what I'm wearing. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I'll get you a Jose Altuve jersey. Okay, Bob Watson. He's just staring at me. <laughs> All right, enough baseball. Anyway, so back to my confession yes, time. Confession again, once again, thank you to Brent and Maria for the coffee um, and the gift. Um, we appreciate that greatly. Yeah, thank you so much. That was very kind, very sweet of you guys, so thank you. Here's my confession. Okay. I made a pot of it yesterday afternoon, so I tried it. From my bag, I noticed. It wasn't from your <laughs> <Okay>. bag. <laughs> but no, it was like, you know, I, all I'd had was church coffee. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's coffee. It's okay. Yeah. So I went home and made some of this, and I'm like, wow, wow, this is good. Pretty good stuff. It is and, really good. And yes, I did um, drink coffee and processed a deer. I was able to to harvest a big doe on Saturday, and it was a good day. And yeah, so there we go. So last week on the podcast, we forgot to mention something. <laughs> you remember what it was? Oh my! So we're. I've kind of shut this out of my mind. Okay, so let let, let me tell you a little story to let Re- you kind of know where we're at. Let's rewind. Brandon is sitting in his office. I'm standing in the doorway of his office, and I look over into the welcome center from his office door, and he looked at me. He said, is there somebody there? And I was like, no, I just thought I saw something move on the floor. I said, it could have been a mouse or I don't know. It could have been just – I don't know, but I didn't see it anymore. We thought maybe it was just the way the light was. Yeah, and so we kept on talking, and so then him and I walk out into the hallway, and we're talking, and I happen to look over by the – Doors of the sanctuary, those wooden doors, if you know what I'm talking about, just as you're going to go in the sanctuary. And I went, what is that? It looks like a cord or it looks like a rope or something. And I walk over. It's a snake. And we can't say what I said. He screamed like a girl. (laughs) And he ran out. Yes. Who was the one that picked the snake up? That would have been me. Well, no. In your dreams. I don't touch snakes, bro. I picked the snake up. He did. Took it outside and disposed of it in the field. I flung that thing like he 20 yards it, yeah. in the field. He flung it. That thing was like doing circles in the air, which was uh, – Thankfully, it didn't like go into like a boomerang shape and come back at me. So we were um, we were kind of laughing. We were like, what would have been if people were in the um, – <laughs> people in the sanctuary worshiping and all of a sudden a snake goes crawling by? And it reminded me of instantaneously um, of Ray Stevens' Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Exactly. The, the day, day the squirrel went berserk. At the first self-righteous church, <laughs> yeah, and that's right. the little town of Pasadena. Just, just the name, first self-righteous church. Right, I mean, exactly. come on, that is just wow. <laughs> yeah, gosh, Ray Stevens, he's still doing stuff. Oh, I know, he's got what is he like 112? He wrote a wrote a song there the last year or two about being stalked by Taylor Swift. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. Yes, he is. He was crazy. He's good though. Um, but yeah, that was kind of weird. And, um, so we were, we disposed of it. And my first reaction we, is, where's Todd? Where's Todd? <laughs> you know, have Todd get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do snakes. I told you the story about the time I was doing laundry, didn't I? And, um, there was a sheet downstairs on our, in our laundry room. And I picked the sheet up and so, uh, bare feet, something cold and wet lands on my foot and i thought oh somebody must have dropped a sock out of the washer as they were taking it from the washer to the dryer i looked down and there's about an eight to ten foot long garter snake laying it was about the same size as the one that was here laying across my foot Mm. i'm gonna be honest another confession it's confession day i guess i did scream like a girl and i ran upstairs 
And I told Allie. And you huddled into the bathroom. I No, I looked at her, and I pointed my finger downstairs, and I said, you need to get downstairs, and you need to take care of that awesome. now. Awesome. She's like, okay. I, <laughs> I ended up going downstairs and disposing of the snake. But So here's the deal. When I was younger, I was about eight years old. And my grandfather behind our house had built a swinging bridge across the canal onto an island, and we would go down. There was a path, and we would go across to the river okay. and fish all the time. And my whole family had been fishing, mom, dad, my sister, and I. And we were coming back, and I was running across the swinging bridge with my fishing pole and kind of like not a care in the world. And all of, a something, all of a sudden, have you ever had that feeling of like, hey, idiot, look down? Like that's what that's the feeling I got, and I looked no, down. I don't think I've ever had that. <laughs> You've never. Your brain has never told you you're an idiot. Well, no, it's never said idiot, but uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I looked down, and literally, like five, mm-hmm. six feet in front of me, is a five to six foot long black snake that was bigger around than a pop can. You know, the last time he told me that story, it wasn't that big. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I turned around. It was like a cartoon. Like the swinging bridge was jumping up and down. It was like steps were flying. I was hightailing it back so then. So did you, did you leave? Uh, did you ever go back and find it or was it? So actually dad scooted it off the bridge. It was just on the swinging bridge. Sunny. Okay. It was okay. Just kind of in the sun. Yeah. Um, dad scooted it off the bridge and it, you know, it went on its way. The very next week we saw it up in our yard because the swinging bridge, 100, 150 yards from my house, and it had a big lump in it where it had, eat, it had eat it, eaten. Your can't cat. Talk. No, not, not the cat. It was like a rabbit or something. But, oh, my god! This, this snake was huge. But we never killed black snakes because where I grew up, there were rattlesnakes and there were copperheads and there mm-hmm. were water moccasins and all the deadly snakes like the poisonous snakes. And they say that black snakes will keep the poisonous snakes away. Really? Yeah. So that's in the Appalachian um, area, right? Yeah, I have no idea where that is, but it was in the Appalachian area, in the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I will get you saying that right eventually. Probably Appa- not. Appalachian. Appalachian. Okay. Well, I mean, some people say Appalachian. Some people say Appalachian. Some people are wrong, too. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, talking about, uh, talking about the weekend, um, you know, I was gone for a few days and Anita and I went uh, camping. Good weather for that. Awesome. I weather. will say that. It was good weather for that. I did exactly what I condemn everybody else for doing. Going camping uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Over right? the weekend. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's all right for me to do it. But, yeah. Right. But I, um, uh, but no, I, uh, you don't miss 12 Sundays in the summer. Exactly. To camping, right. Though, right. Either. Right. Uh, but I, I'll be honest with you. It was absolutely perfect weather and uh, we had a good time. We actually, one of the only places that were available was up in Amish country. And, um, it is a, uh, it's a very good campground. If you have an RV, it's very well equipped and, um, everything. So, uh, but I sent uh, Brandon a video and I think I sent Dustin the video too. I sent it to our whole family of walking through the campground. Mm-hmm. It was like the 4th of July. It was packed. I couldn't believe all the people that were camping. I think that what happened is people just, the week, they were like, hey, it's supposed to be nice. Let's go camping. And this campground is one of the last ones open for the year. They close actually next weekend. Yeah, you said you called multiple others and everything was closed up. shut down for the year. So, um, and I think, you know, they, they turn off the water and, yes, you know, and all yep. that. So, um, but I, uh, we had a good time and Anita and I did some hiking. Of course, we ate some Amish food. And- Mrs. Yoder's Kitchen. Is the way to go. And I'm, I know my parents will listen to this. They they will have our back on that. Like Mrs. Yoder's Kitchen is the bomb. Okay, so Mrs. Yoder's Kitchen is really good, and it, and everything is fresh. Everything mm-hmm. is – everything like um, like all their stuff is like Amish raised and yep. their vegetables. Um, their um, like uh, their meatloaf is like uh, – the, the beef is – 
raised right, in that right area. There, yep. I absolutely love their meatloaf. Have you had their meatloaf? I have not had their meatloaf. Awesome. They had chicken and, you know, mm-hmm. meatloaf. They had their... chicken and noodles and, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I OD'd on their meatloaf. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was, it was phenomenal. And, um, so then we went to the Homesteader restaurant the okay. next day, which is an, mm-hmm. quote Amish, wasn't as good as Mrs. Yoder's, but right. it was still good. Um, and then we went to, can't remember the name of the restaurant. Right there in town in Berlin, but it's we had to wait in line outside. Okay. Um, it was just your breakfast foods. We ate breakfast. It was yeah. fabulous. Have food. you been to Rebecca's Bistro? No, it's downtown. It may be Sugar Creek. I can't remember exactly, but they have really, really good breakfast. Really good um, sausage and gravy. Well, that's um. I, oh, I don't usually eat breakfast in the morning. But I don't either, unless I'm, I'm in Amish country. Well, this is true. And but on vacation or if I'm gone, I usually eat breakfast. I just for that's some reason I, I like to, you know, I like to go out for breakfast. I always yep. think it's good. But I had a beautiful, like I said, the, the weather was absolutely beautiful. We hiked up to to this falls on uh, Thursday, and uh, it was just, um, you know, we just we had we had a really good time, yeah. and uh, did some, you know, checked out a few parks, and you know, did some hiking and. Um, uh, Amish country is is wonderful, but where our campground is, lo- where is located, I'm sitting out in the evening and it's starting to get dark, and you know have a fire going, so it's perfect fire weather at mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I guess um, they passed a law where the horse and buggies now have to have lights on them. I don't know if you knew this or not. They have flashing I didn't know lights that. on them. Yes, but uh, you can hear the clip clop of the horses, and then you can see the flashing lights because it's kind of uh, they go down in this ravine, but then they come up. So where my campsite was, I could see them coming up. And you could see the flashing lights, nice. and it was just. It I was bet just, you just to close your eyes and listen. It to was that wonderful. Too, though, right? I, it was wonderful. So, but uh, but no, we uh, we had a good time. It was good to good to get back and uh, first day back here. So, yeah, um, welcome yeah, back. Yeah, thank you very much. And um, yeah. so we uh, do, do you know do you know that this Sunday. I do know. We have six weeks till Christmas Sunday. Yep. Folks, that's not anything. The sleigh that... bells ring. Are you listening? Oh, I'll have a blue. Um, but no, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. And, yep. um, so, uh, we want to remind everybody of Christmas, um, weekend here at RCC, mm-hmm. uh, before we get talking about everything today. A little different this year. A Christmas falls on a Sunday. So Christmas Eve is on Saturday. I want to let you guys know we have three services that are available for you to come to on that time. We have Saturday at 3 o'clock and then 5 o'clock. And then on Sunday, there is only one service at 1030. Now, here's the thing. If you'd forgotten, all three services are identical. Correct. So if you pick the 3 o'clock on Saturday, you're going to get the same thing at 1030 on Sunday. If you come to the 1030 service on Sunday, you didn't come Saturday, everybody's going to be the, the same. same. It's going to be the same. So if you want to come to all three, hey, you, you're more than welcome to do that because I'll be here at all three. Me too. So there we go. And my family. <laughs> exactly. So make sure you guys make note of that. Christmas Eve, invite somebody to come with you. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, Saturday, Christmas Eve on the 24th, 3 and 5 o'clock. And then Sunday, Christmas Day, 1030 in the morning. And uh, we're going to worship God and um, we're just going to praise God. And it's going to be great. What an awesome, awesome uh, gift to us in, in Jesus. So um, it's going to be a fun time um, to be together. But Chris- before we... I was going to say Christmas Eve is always, and we talked about this last year, but it's always my favorite service 
that we have here at RCC. Yeah. And so I remember though, seven years ago when we did Christmas, you know, we did all three identical services. It was, it was a really neat weekend as well because, you know, it falls on a Sunday. So your heart's in a little different place. And so it should be good. I'm you know, when you said seven years, you know what that reminded me of? What's that? Do you remember in, um, do you remember in, um, Ebenezer Scrooge? Mm-hmm. And it was like seven years ago this Christmas Eve, yes. Jacob Marley died. Yes. Remember? Remember? Yes. <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> Which that's fun. I was like popping that back. I like to watch Scrooge. I like all of them. All of them. I like them all. I like them all because they're all different. Yes. They all have the same story, but they all give you something different. It's kind of like, I wish somebody would put all that story into yeah. every, um, single one of them. Right. But, uh, really good stuff, but, uh, like the Muppets. <laughs> Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, but yeah, so before we get to that, I want to thank you for yesterday doing um, such a great job. And, um, I thought, um, the service, um, you know, James and, um, Jocelyn did well and, um, awesome for them. Thank you guys for doing that. And, yep. Um, just once again, when you're gone and you're not here and you get the chance to watch, uh, the live stream, it makes you just appreciate, um, everything about that and, right. um, being able to, to cue in. And I actually watched, um, watched you guys why you were doing it. I thought I was going to do it later. Right. Um, right. I missed, um, probably the first 10 minutes of the service, but, um, got a, got it just before you got up. Okay. So, um, and then yep. finished out the service, but, um, it was, um, it's a different watching it that way. Cause oh, I, I'm sure. a little more distracted. You know, when you're here, you're not as distracted, you know? So, um, well, maybe unless there's babies going crazy or whatever. Sometimes, by yeah. the way, I heard a baby on the yeah. live stream, which is crazy. Cause I didn't, I didn't know we'd pick that stuff up, but, um, but anyway, I thought you did a great job and, um, you know, thank you. Um, good way to kick off the, um, our series of back to the basics in, you know, um, I, I like the, um, I, I like the question that you asked to, to, to lead off with because I thought it was a very uh, pertinent question. And if everybody would look at this question, not so much for everybody else in the room or whoever, but they would look at it for me. Right. It really puts a, uh, it really puts it into perspective of what it is because you can't lie to yourself. You can lie to yourself. You can, but, but you, you know, know you're lying. You know you're lying. But yeah. the question was, what kind of church member are you? Yeah. And you, I, um, I think you said, if I'm remembering right, um, you know, if you're not a member, you're like, I'm off the hook, but let me just ask, you know, what kind of church, uh, attender, attender are yeah. you? And, um, and, and I think that if you're a Christian and you're not really a, a member here at, at t- now, you realize that you are a member of the whole, the, the kingdom church. Yeah. You, that's what you are. So it doesn't matter if you're a member here or not. Right. I really believe you need to be serving God in an area. Right. You, you need to be giving back to God because he gave so much mm-hmm. to you. So you, you got to look at it. Not so much, you know, if you're, if you're coming to this church, well, this is where God has brought you, so you have to right. find a place to, to serve. But am I wrong when I say that you're a part of the entire um, Church of the Kingdom of God? Yeah, absolutely, and you should be doing something. Yeah. So I really like I like. And the actually, way talked to somebody yesterday who was asking about membership and and said, you know, we we realize this is you know God has brought us here for a reason. We love what's going on. We love the children's programming. You know, we want to be members here, and we we really need to to be serving. So, right. yeah. yeah, so that's, I mean, that's great. And it's, it's awesome that people that's awesome. You know, realize that and understand that. But yeah, you know, and I, and, and I talked about how, you know, how, you know, we look at this idea of back to the basics and, and kind of the underlying tag is the building blocks of a Christian life. And we gave away keychains yesterday mm-hmm. with, Hope if you did one. not get a keychain, we've got some Lego keychains that just remind you of what those building blocks are. And you right. know, we started off with serving and we'll continue that. But I told us, <clears throat> wow, hitting puberty, I guess. There you go. Justin. That's right. I told a story to begin. I've uh, been reading some from Tom Rainier, and I 
said it in second service, especially that, you know, why would I say something when he says it better than I do? But, you know, he's done a lot of um, consulting for churches and a lot of surveys and, and working, and he's written a lot of books. Tom Rainier has been around for a long time, has, longer than what people realize. He so, I mean, it's, he's, he's probably somewhere between just the 25 a, and 30 years. Yeah, just yeah. a great resource. And, you know, he's written books for church members. He's written church, written books for church leaders on being a healthy church and, and church growth. But I, I talked about how he opens his book, I'm a Church Member, by telling the story of two different church members. You got Michael and Liam, and and they you know are kind of on the same page at first. They met at a, a couple's Bible study group, and their families really hit it off. But these two guys met for breakfast, and then eventually after some time, um, Michael and his wife noticed that Liam – was was kind of changing and he was just wasn't himself anymore and he was very critical of of the church he was very critical of the ministries of the minister of the other members and um you know finally he had told I think Michael, I know that person right <laughs> finally he told um Liam that he he and his family were leaving the church and he asked this question he said um we are really two different types of church members why is that why do we have such different perspectives? And I said, you know, why do I tell you that story? It's because it really is all about our perspective. You know, when we come to – and I, I then read a big long quote from Tom Rainier on some studies that he had done with 557 churches between the years 2004 and 2010. And he talked about how the churches are either – nine out of ten churches are either um, declining or growing at a rate that is slower than the communities that they're in. Right. Um and and so I talked about how, you know, it really is all about our perspective and, you know, so many churches and he talks about how so many members in churches, they join churches to be for them to be fed, for them to, you know, for, for people to serve them and to for their needs to be met. But they don't really serve them. And, and he says, you know, we've lost the biblical picture of what serving looks like. We've lost the biblical picture of what the body of Christ looks like as well. Well, he's right about that, and um, I, I think that overall, um, I think the church has been declining in the United States of America for a long time, prior to even COVID nineteen, and um, after COVID, it really started declining. And right. um, and I, uh, you know, the the best estimate that I've heard right now that a lot of churches, um, even the ones who are like you know the movers and the shakers, they're they're at best right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say uh, like. Um, after COVID-19, they're somewhere around the 80 to 85 percent. People are back. Attendance-wise is back. Um, if you're not really a, moving and a mover and a shaker, you could go between 65 and 70 right, right. Uh, percent. And so of what you were. So that means if you were, what, say, a church of um, 500 and you've got 85 percent back, I mean, what are we talking about? Is that like four – 25 or mm-hmm. something somewhere in there and yeah. if you you know if it's only what um 65 or 70 percent then you're kind of what like 350 yeah. or yeah. so you, you know when you look at it like that and when, when you look at a church like rcc and uh, so let me just be brutally honest um you know we've had people get mad and leave here yep. because they're mad at me or they're not happy with something else we got people still I've on tried the, well we got still, <laughs> we got still people here who are still mad at me and they still are thinking about it and so but whatever it is but here's the deal you know i've heard all kinds of things you know i've heard people excited all oh, the church is doing great uh, and then you'll hear another person who doesn't like it and they're like church is doing bad so it's kind of your thing but you know we're averaging 277 285 somewhere around there mm-hmm. you know we were averaging before covid-19 309 to 12 correct and we actually had two kids hours open yes so we only have one hour open mm-hmm. and we're averaging almost 280 we're actually above the yes. the, the percentage yep so um god is doing something and, it, and it's really hard yeah. and so um you know 
it is perspective and it is that, and it even perspective for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get into that too. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I can get into, let me just be honest, as a minister, I don't think people move quick. Mm-hmm. I, I, it gets on my, it gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm always thinking, well, I'll just go somewhere else because nobody's getting it. And so right. it's perspective. Or I can say, hey, we've gone through COVID-19. We've done all this stuff. There's still 280 some people, like 200, what, 96 last week or yesterday? Yeah. We were at 296. Why, why is it more people are come to church when you're preaching than when I do? I'm not answering that question. Come on, bro. Are you paying them? I'm not answering. Oh, I know that question. you gave out keychains, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but but you get my you get my you get my drift. It's like uh, we have um, it, it is perspective, and it is um, you know here's here here's what it boils down to. Not what I feel, mm-hmm. not what you feel, not my opinion, not your opinion. Yep. It boils down to this. It boils down to if I'm a Christian, am I glorifying God? Yep. Am I serving Him? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so if I'm if I'm coming to church with a copped attitude or a chip on my shoulder, I'm just going to tell you why are you coming to church. Right. Why are you come to church here or wherever right. you're going? It makes no sense if you're coming with a chip on your shoulder and you're already irritated before you get here, mm-hmm. and you're sideways. Go somewhere where you don't have that, where right. God is going to use you to the best of your ability. Yep. It's no. Here's the deal. We're all part of the kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And I get it because even the disciples didn't get along at times. Right. So it, it is what it is, yeah. right? Saw, I, mean, I, I gave one of the, those it is examples what it is. yesterday yeah. where they were kind of mad at each other. So yeah, and I think, and I think Tom Rainier is, um, you know, if you don't know who he is, I, I'd encourage you to read one of his books and he has a church, he has a book called Simple Church. Simple Church is good. Yep. It's really good. And, um, I am a church member is really good. It's more geared for church members and not church leadership. So exactly. Um, but I, I like the quote that you used and it was from the book. He, um, I guess I'm a church member. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says many churches are weak because they have members who have turned the meaning of membership upside down. It's time to get it right. It's time to become a church member as God intended. It's time to give instead of be instead of being entitled. Mm. And and I really believe it goes back to that's glorifying God. Right. I'm glorifying right. God because if I'm entitled to something, well, what's that? What's that mean? I, I I'm not glorifying God. I'm trying to glorify what I like or, or what exactly. I'm good. Dude, you got the sun in your eyes. I'm moving. All right, you can move that thing over. Yeah, we're good. Um, but I, um, I'm, I'm amazed, um, how sometimes we, um, you know, we, we don't, we're always thinking it more on our level than on, on the godly level. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, even, even, even for you, you and me or anybody who's on staff, we always have to go into, um, it's like yesterday morning, uh, before nine o'clock, it was like seven minutes till nine o'clock. And I looked at Anita, I was like, okay. If I was at church today, I would be in the back room, mm-hmm. sitting on the baptistry steps, and I would be praying. She's and she looked at me. She's like, um, "With somebody?" And I went, "No." She's like, "By yourself?" And I went, "Yeah." I said, "Every single every Sunday, Sunday. Yep. about fifteen minutes prior, if I can get in there. Sometimes I'm talking, but usually by ten minutes till nine, I get in there and I just start praying. Yep. And I start praying that number one, if God has something, I'm, I ask Him if you have something that." You want me to say that I haven't thought of, give it to me. If there's something I already have planned that you don't want me to say, Remove take it, it away. Yeah. I want um, everybody who comes in here to know who you are and understand your word and keep me out of the picture. But I need for you to, I, I want you glorified mm-hmm. in everything that we do. And I pray this prayer all the time. And sometimes there's people I know who are having a difficult time. I literally, their faces will go through my mind and I will pray for them specifically. Right. And, um, and there, there are some people who, 
are have been having a difficult time for a long time by choice and sometimes i'm just like god i'm here's their face it's going through my mind i have no idea what they need you do so right give them what they need today exactly and, um you know i and sometimes uh, can i be honest i'm not always in the frame of mind to, to get up and speak mm-hmm. sometimes i don't want to do it right i really don't and sometimes i'm and my prayer would be god today's one of those days i don't want to do this yeah. I, I want nothing to do with this today but you've called me to do this and this if i was going on my feelings and emotions i would have called in sick today but god i want you to speak through me and use me in 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 in, in where i'm at right and help i want you to be glorified and so i think that if we come to church in those realms of i'm going to go to god i'm, I'm going to church today to glorify god and to serve him because if you can't glorify God here and serve God here, then you're not doing it during the week either. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. He, he does not. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I then after that, uh, you know, I, and, and I said, you know, I think that we have, um, the body of Christ, the church, we have, um, taken the concept of the church. We flipped it on its head from the, the picture that the Bible paints. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, I remember being in college and you probably heard this in college when you were in college. But I heard this statistic over and over, class after class, and that it was 20% of the people, talking about being in the church, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. It's and true. I, and I said that after over 20 years in ministry of serving in the church, of internships in the church, of part-time, full-time ministry, I've been here at RCC for over 12 years now, I would say those numbers are accurate. Or if less. Not, or less. And that's what I said. I think first service I said it may be 15% of the people. I, I, I think it might be less, of the work. truthfully. And, um, cause some people do one thing for one time, one thing, one year, and that's right. it. They, and that's they do it. one thing, that's it. They're not constantly serving. Yep. So I don't count them. If you help right. out, say just one time, say with, uh, trunk or treat, that's it. I don't count that. Yeah. That, that's not counted, but I'm talking about you actually serving God, you know, say once twice a month. A month. Or, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or every week or, or whatever. I mean, when I was growing up, you were serving God every week. You right. had no choice. Right. Like unless we were going on vacay, and that was only two weeks out of the year. Right. So you were serving God as a high school ca- kid. Mm-hmm. I was serving God. Yeah. I was teaching in the uh, lower, uh, like a first grade class, or I was helping out, or I was oh, I was, I was always stressed. You 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 need to serve God in some area. I was always doing mm-hmm. something. absolutely, and it may come as a shocker, but I was leading worship at age sixteen every week. I know, and you, you know, you won the spelling bee. I did. That was insane. You worked in a coffee house and, um, and you were, you were hiked the Appalachian Trail. About 30 miles of it. (laughs) Yes, I did, but it was the Appalachian Trail. Uh, Yeah. And that's the thing. You, you were, you were, you were leading worship at age 16. So, and, and, you know, and I totally get that because, you know, you, you start, you know, your parents, probably set that example of serving mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. because they were serving God. Right. It's something that was in your guys' blood. So I believe that's taught. It is. It because is. if your parents were not serving God, I right. guarantee they'd be griping and complaining about something and you would be a griper and a complainer. Right. So you're you, as a parent, guys, you're setting the you're example. setting the example yep. for your kids. Exactly. If you're not serving God as an adult and where your kids are coming to church, they're not going to be serving God. They're going to be here's the deal, a church attender yep they're going to be a pew or seat filler yep exactly you know we don't that's not what we need no that's what the kingdom needs no and here's here's part of the problem is that some of that also comes from satan and i think that satan does a really good job of whispering lies into our ears that then infiltrate our heart to keep us from serving and to make us think that oh i don't need to serve right right and and those lies were that one someone else will do it and i said 
I'm guilty of that. I've said that before myself. Yeah, someone else will do it. Lie number two, I've already served my time. And that that's is, a huge one. And that's a big one. I've heard that a lot in my years. I've already done that. Yeah. Let the younger folk do it. Exactly. And I, and I said, maybe you have served and you know, you, you need to, you know, be serving somewhere else, but there's always something that you can do because the truth is, is that God has gifted us right with certain things. Lie number three is I don't have anything to offer. And what you're saying there is I'm not good enough, you know, and that's a lie from Satan because we all have gifts. We all have somewhere where we can serve no matter how big or how small. Or it could be an excuse that I don't have to serve. And that's what I said. I said all five of these lies turn into excuses yeah, that we right, use. Right. Um, lie number four, and I said this might not be a lie. This may actually be true. I don't have time. And I said this is probably a message for another day and another time because the truth is is that we are way too busy running here and there, running our kids here and there, going to this event, going to that sports event, doing going on this trip, doing that, um, going camping, whatever. I didn't look right at me when you said that. I didn't say that yesterday because, you know, I knew you were camping. (laughs) But but, but seriously, you know, we are way too busy that that becomes an excuse of, I don't have time, I can't serve. You know what Wayne Smith used to say, if Satan can't make you be bad, he'll make you be busy. Busy, exactly. And I agree with that. that. I totally agree with that because we have some good, solid Christian people who are running around like chickens with their head cut Uh off. They're running around every single night. They're involved in something. They're running their kids here and there. They're involved in whatever they're involved in, and then God gets the leftovers. And I don't care how you stack it. If you're running that much, God is getting the leftovers. Exactly. Because you're not running around like that with God. Right. Guaranteed. Exactly. Guaranteed. Exactly. And then lie number five is, I don't know what ministries need volunteers. Yeah. Um, And I said, can I simply answer number five for you, all of them? Every Uh single ministry needs volunteers whether you're here at rcc or you're somewhere else we're all we're, we're looking for volunteers but the truth is is we don't want to just fill you in a hole we well, want to find the right spot for you people say that but they also say well i didn't know that i don't know where to find information you know what i'm gonna call hogwash on anybody that says you know things aren't communicated we communicate here more than we probably need to be it's on the website it's on yep. facebook it's sent out once a week the emails go out constantly if if you're not finding the information that you don't want then you're not looking in the right place because i'm going to tell you something if you wanted to go see aerosmith or willie nelson or if you wanted to go see taylor swift and concert and you didn't know how to get the tickets why guaranteed you would find out how to get those tickets i'm just saying you would find out how to do that so if you want to find something out you will find it out exactly how how hard is it to pick up the phone and call the church mm-hmm. how hard is it to um, email the church and said hey i'm looking for this information i may have overlooked it i don't know where to get this information we used to be in the right place how hard yep. is that exactly come on folks and so what we've done and we've had these available before but what we've done is in the welcome center on the display, the black display in the corner, we now have a list of ministry directors, uh, a directory of ministry leaders. And so all of the ministry you know, leaders are on that list. So children's ministry, it tells you who to contact. Outreach ministry, it tells you. Worship ministry, it tells you who to contact so that if you, you want to reach out to those people, now you know. I know. And then yesterday, uh, we had a – we're this, – um, this week – or this week, this month, we are highlighting – a, um, we're highlighting, uh, ministries and, um, needs of ministries and highlighting the mm-hmm. ministry. So every, every single week this month, you're going to see a different video. And this past week was children's ministry mm-hmm. with, uh, Sarah Smith and 
course, Anita. And um, so I thought that was a good video. Um, I saw it prior to yeah. yesterday, and I saw yep. it yesterday. And um, they were just talking a little bit about what they're doing in the gospel with the gospel project, yep. but they're also talking about the needs that they have. And and I think this is important. And I and I hope I hope you all, if you were here yesterday, and you're not serving, and you feel like that God wants you you know, in this area, you need to contact them mm-hmm. and talk to them. Just at least just talk to them and see what the needs are. And it could be right. something as little as helping out once a month or something you yep. might find out you actually enjoy, you might want to get involved mm-hmm. in. So, exactly. So. Yeah. And then that's what I said. It's like, you know what, what an amazing opportunity. I've got three kids in that, in that ministry and for Sarah, for Anita and for all their volunteers, they're doing a great job of pouring into their kids. You know, my kids come home and they're talking about what they're learning mm-hmm. and they're learning, they're learning biblical truth. And, um, I loved it in the video. Sarah said something that, you know, it's like, how can you serve in children's ministry? And Sarah says, though our ministry can be difficult sometimes. And right. I said, I've got three kids. I don't know what she's talking about. Our ministry can be difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I know exactly what she's right, talking exactly. about. But it's also very rewarding. It's right. rewarding when you see those kids get it, when you see them click, when you see them asking tough questions. And so, yeah, so maybe that's an area that you want to serve in. Right. We would encourage you to reach out to them and do that. And then if there's maybe another area, again, reach out to the church. It's not that difficult to pick up the phone or to, exactly. to send an email. So I, um, we, we kind of got through that stuff and, and then I kind of dug in more scripturally of what does the Bible say about serving? And I said, we're going to look at two questions, why we should serve and how we should serve. And so the first why was serving is commanded. You know, and there's this, this was probably the most, the section that I had the most scriptures in, but there are way more scriptures out there on serving. Um, this was just scratching the service. Galatians 5.13 says, for you have been called to live in freedom. I believe you, did you read this one three weeks ago? I think so. For you have been called oh, to yeah. live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. He's saying, you know, Paul here is saying, don't abuse your freedom. He says, instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Right. And then you had Galatians 6.10 that says, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of the faith. Yeah, That's I love that because really. Paul's saying, you know, especially in the body of Christ. Right. You know, do good to everyone, but serve in the body of Christ as well. Serve those that you're, you know, you're worshiping with. And here's a really, really important scripture. First Peter 4.10. Mm-hmm. Really important. God has given each of you a gift. Yeah. Now, some people say, I don't know where I'm gifted. I, I don't think God's gift. No. This is proving you're, proving you're wrong. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. That's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's and, a command. And basically, it's use them well to serve one another, but use them well to, to enhance the kingdom of God. Exactly. The kingdom of God expanded on this earth. Guess what? It's going to mean the, the kingdom of heaven in, in the afterlife is going to be more, too. And that's what it's all about. Exactly. It's all about people going to heaven. Right. Everything we do. So if you're caught up in something else besides somebody going to heaven, I don't know what you're doing. We're, we're not on the same side. Exactly. We're not on the same side. Right. I'm just going to tell you. Yep. We may attend the same church, but we're not on the same side. Right. Because my goal is that you're going to go to heaven and everybody you know is going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't care how we get it done. Just let's do it. Exactly. And then I close this section out, which kind of leads into the next section, which you are essentially alluding to. Um, Deuteronomy 13.4 says, serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands. Listen to his voice and cling to him. And I said that leads us right into the next why is that when we serve each other, we are serving God. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love that, you know, serve only the Lord your God. Well, the truth is, is that when we serve other people, we're serving God. God is getting the glory for that. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. we don't get credit for it. You know, mm-hmm. we're not getting a pat on the back. Maybe we will get a pat mm-hmm. on the back, but that should not be why we're doing it. We should be serving others to serve God. Colossians three twenty three through 24 says, whatever you do, I love that, whatever you do, mm-hmm. work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I said, you know, what he's, what, what Paul's saying here is that we're going to receive an inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ. And so we may not see a benefit of it right now, but we're serving God. We're not serving other people. Right. And, and, you know, I think there's a line that gets overlooked in that. And at least, um, it's been my experience. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Right. I'm not serving because it's right. Right. It makes me feel good. I'm not serving just because you need me. Right. I'm serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my service to him. So that, you know, if you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ, at least that should keep me from getting sideways at times. Exactly. Or, or getting my, you know, getting involved where I'm going to override serving that. Right. It is all about serving Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, he's our master. And I know? said, I said, you know, this verse, it, it actually applies to everything we do. It's not just mm-hmm, serving in the mm-hmm. church. I said, you know, what, what Paul's saying is that whether we are at our actual job or maybe our chores at home or our roles as a parent or, Maybe serving in church, we should do it as if we're working for God. Did you say roles? Roles. Okay, I had some really good roles over the I'm weekend. Sure you did, bro. Some those Amish roles are good, but are I'm, very I'm good. digressing. But anyway, let's go on. I need to make some rolls. As soon I've got as you said rolls, that's what I thought. I thought of Mrs. Yoder's rolls. They were awesome. I have a good recipe for some homemade rolls. Amish. They're just rolls. Good rolls. Okay, well invite me over when you're okay. done. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. Go. Matthew five sixteen. Jesus says, in the same way. And here's how I read it yesterday. I said, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise you. That's not what Jesus says. No. He says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Our good deeds shine out. So who gets the praise? God gets the praise. You know, and that's that's the thing, too, because have you ever – I'm not – I do – I do a lot better when somebody's mad at me or cuts me down as opposed to somebody giving me a compliment. I yeah. hate getting complimented or recognized because it um it really makes me feel um somewhat sheepish because of um you know I'm I'm really um I, I'm not doing it because of that. I was gonna say I'm, I'm I not know, doing it because of yeah. me. I, I I I I can't I can't stress this enough. I mean anybody who knows me well enough will, yep. will know that I I don't do this because that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I love God. I'm called to do this, mm-hmm. and honestly, I'm not necessarily I want to do it. Right. It's just that this is what God want, has really put on my heart. Exactly. So a lot of times, and sometimes I don't always do. Sometimes I'm gracious and just say thank you. I appreciate that, and and I do appreciate it because I know what they're saying, but. Um, a lot of times I'll just be like, you know, hey, I'm doing this for God. It, the glory needs to go to God. So if you were touched, uh, give God glory and let's, let's exactly. keep that in mind. Exactly. But, and I'm not saying that because I'm, you know, pat myself on the back. I'm not at all. It's just that's really how I'm wired. Yep. I just yep. wired that way. I agree. So. I've always struggled with, you know, because people will come up and say, oh, you, you do such a great job singing or whatever. It's like, you know, God's the one that gave me the gift. God's the one, you know, I'm going to use it for him. Um, but you're right. It is difficult sometimes when you get that because it's like, how do I, I react? Because I don't want the glory for it. No. I want God to get the glory for it. Not at all. Um, I closed this, uh, that why out, you know, because God gets the glory. And I said, you know, when we 
Um, when we serve, that is an extension of our worship to God. And one of my favorite verses, I know this is one of your favorite verses, it's kind of one of our favorite verses here at RCC is Romans 12, verse 1. Right. Paul says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I read a lot from Paul. You know, and, and I think that there's a reason for that because Paul is writing because he wrote who? most of the New Testament. The church, well, he wrote most of the New Testament, but he's writing to churches, right? Right. And I right, think it's just right. so much that applies to us. But he says, "And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you." He's urging them, he's begging them to offer your bodies, to give your bodies to God, because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Well, you meant, there's a word in there that you mentioned, and it gets overlooked because um, where he says, you know, I plead. Yes, pleading. Mm-hmm. If you if you bounce that back to what his word of plead means, mm-hmm. it literally what you just said. It is begging. He's, he's begging. on. He's v- literally on his hands yep. and knees, and his face is to the ground in tears. He's pleading that you get this right. Got to get this. It, this is what it means. So it's not like he's saying, "Hey, I'm encouraging strongly." Right. No, it's like. He's actually almost in tears, mm-hmm. wanting, you know, and exactly. when you read it that way, you know, I plead, I'm in tears, I'm begging you that you give your bodies to God yep. for all that he's done for you. Exactly. Can't you all see this? Mm-hmm. This is the way he's acting. It's not just, it sounds great. Right. But when you start breaking these words, mm-hmm. that's kind of like last week when we were talking yes, about you've got to look breaking words into the Greek. Down. Right. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is really This tough. is right, bigger than what I thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's an awesome verse. And, um. I like what you said um, on the why, you know, serving is commanded. Uh, when we serve each other, we are serving God, and because Jesus set the example. Yeah, and that one's that one's really laid out super easy. It's really hard to deny that one. You know, we oh, yeah. I talked about Jesus. You know, one of the most humbling acts of service that you'll ever see is right before the Passover celebration. Jesus knows what's about to take place. Jesus knows that he's about to be handed over, that he's going to be crucified on the cross. But what does he do? He continues to to lead his disciples by serving them. He continues to set the example for him. And before the meal, he gets up, you know, removes his cloak, wraps a towel around his waist. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He washes his disciples' feet. you got to realize there was a completely different day and age. And I didn't have oh, a lot of time to go into yeah, that yesterday. Right. But, you know, they wore sandals. They walked through dusty you know, dirty streets with their feet were nasty manure and yeah. whatever else I on mean, it. You said nasty. Yeah, they were nasty. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you, when you were in college, I had a, um, a gospel professor mm-hmm. was Sherwood Smith and he oh, was of him. talking about, um, this whole account. Okay. And he was talking about how rough the feet would have been. Yes. And how dirty they would have been. And we're not just talking about, you know, he said, you know, you see depictions of Jesus washing his feet. You know, he's, he's wearing, you know, a white towel. Right, right. He's got a white towel around his neck. Yeah. He's we got like a really to glamorize nice it all. Basin, a bowl, and this pitcher. And he's just pouring and he's dabbing their feet. He's like, when Jesus goes to wash the disciples' feet, what is humbling about this? Is that Jesus literally is scrubbing their feet yeah. because they're filthy, dirty. They have, they'll probably have, um, you know, uh, he's what, what, um, calluses, calluses, and, and yeah. he's digging, he's cleaning that out. He's cleaning out around their toenails. He's cleaning in between. Jesus is thoroughly mm-hmm. washing their feet. Yeah, and this was honestly in that day and age, this was a. An act that was reserved for a slave, exactly for a servant. Well, it's a, I mean, yeah, Jesus, like I didn't come to be serve, but to but to serve. serve. Yeah, and so it says John thirteen twelve through seven. It says after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked. You know, he Jesus is always teaching. 
He's always teaching them. He says, do you understand what I was doing? Exactly. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And I said, you know, he's not telling them to go out and just start washing everybody's feet. He's saying, serve each other. Exactly. He said, I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So when you think of Jesus Christ and you think of the whole example of like the, I just gave from gospels class of how, what a yeah. task this is a, is to wash your feet. Okay. And you're really, you're rolling your shirt sleeves up and this is a, this is not just one person. It's all of them. Right. So it's just going to take a while. This is going to take a while. What's Jesus telling you? Minister, you got to roll up your shirt sleeves. You're going to serve me. It's going to take a while. It's going to be dirty. And it's going to be dirty. And that's what I said. You know, not all not all service is glamorous. It's not all fun. We yeah. don't enjoy it all the People time. You're like, oh, I want to lead worship, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Well, guess what? Sometimes, sometimes that's fine. Yep. But sometimes maybe God's asking you to roll up your shirt sleeves, get a little dirty, get into the mire a little mm-hmm. bit, and let's serve people who need to be served. Exactly. And that's the problem with the Church of Jesus Christ in 2022. Nobody wants to do this. Right. They, and what you said earlier, somebody else will do this. Someone else will do it. Yeah. And I think it's an excuse to give them a free pass to not do this. Yes. And or, or it's too hard. Yeah. And Jesus could have been like, you know what? That was a job for the servant. Exactly. Someone else can do it. You know, I'm not going to, but what does he do? He sets the example. Um, and so we have to follow in. And, and I said yesterday, it's like Jesus is, uh, is the needle on our compass. You know, we're not going to get rid of that depiction of, you know, your inner compass. Jesus is the example. We have right. to follow. Follow him and follow God's word, you know. Because if I was Jesus, I probably would have had Judas do it. Because you know, exactly, he knows like, what, what Judas. I know what Judas is going to do. So you know what? Before you do what you're going to do, you're going to clean these guys' feet, bro. Exactly, <laughs> right? Well, then I, I read this account in Matthew chapter 20. It's a little longer, so I'll, I'll kind of summarize the first bit of it. But you know, James and John's mom comes to Jesus and asks this question. She's like, "In your, you know, in your kingdom, will you please let my sons sit at your right and your left, your, your left, the place of honor?" And he's like, he turns to them. He's like, well, I know that you guys put her up to this, so I'm going to answer you. You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're able to. And he told him that you're going to drink it, but, you know, that's not for me to decide of who sits on my right and left. That's my father. And then the other disciples hear this, and they get ticked off, and they're, you know, starting to grumble and everything. And Jesus, again, here he is, another teaching moment. He sets them down, and he says this, verse 25. You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm, that's convicting. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel very convicted. Yeah, and so... Tom Rainier addresses this in um, in a book that I recently got called I Will um, I Will Serve, and it's a or sorry that's the chapter. The book is called I Will Nine Traits of the Outwardly Focused Christian, and the chapter is called I, I Will Serve. And he says, "Did you get that? Did you understand the full import of Jesus's words?" He says, "May I put the essence of these words in a modern vernacular for the church members today? I hope you won't be too offended." And then in parentheses he says this quotations he says this, "Hey church members." I know that the world says, put yourself first, look after number one, but that's not the way you are supposed to do it. Stop complaining about the music style and what you want. Stop demanding church leaders do things the way you would like them to be. And he emphasizes the word you every line. 
He said, stop trying to get your way in church business meetings. Instead, put others first. Put your desires last. Become a servant instead of a whiner and complainer. And then later on, he says, you know, we church members must cease and desist becoming I want members and become I will members. We must serve instead of demanding our own way. That's what Jesus said, and that's what Jesus would do. And I said, I think he, he missed a line there. He should have said, and that's what Jesus did. You know, Jesus served. He came to serve. That's awesome. And he I set the it. example for us. You know, if you hear Tom Rainer speak, it, he's so mild mannered and everything. But you know, like, like you right, know, you, you read, read it, those words, like, you're like, dang. Yeah. That, that's not like I would say, but I'd say it was so much passion, I'd be crucified. But he says it. If you actually heard him say, it, you'd be like, oh, okay, oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's mild manner when he's writing it, though. Like, no, I think uh, I think he's like the Apostle Paul. And I, probably again, he's, he's he's begging churches to. He's like, we've got to get this right. Okay, and, and, and if anybody's listening, they're like, oh, who's this Tom Rainer guy? Rainier guy. Um, he's he's really um, he's he's. He, he's an awesome dude, and he has written so many uh, uh, books. But he's also a great teacher, mm-hmm. and he's he's very uh, hard line biblical. Yep. And he wants um, he wants Christians mm-hmm. to be Christians. Exactly. He wants you to walk with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't just doesn't want you to say, "Hey, I'm a Christian," but you follow everything in the Son. He wants right. you to literally walk with Jesus Christ. Very passionate about about what he does, and I've actually seen him. Um, you know, speak and he does get passionate. Like oh, his sure. chin will start quivering because mm-hmm. he, he literally wants you to get it because he knows p- people are not getting it. Right. Right. He knows they're not. And it, so it's sad. It's sad to him. Exactly. Very sad. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's good. That's really good. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. It's a good and, book too. It, it, the, the, the book is, um, I could, I might, I can, I should. Those are all crossed, all crossed out. out. And then it says, I will. I will. Yeah, and that really what he said there is really the the idea behind the book. He says, you know, we must, we church members must cease and desist becoming I want members and become I will members. Right, and that's really what the book um, hinges on right there. Of you know, you know, not not saying well I can or I might mm-hmm. or I could, but saying I will. You know, for the kingdom of God, and it's you know, you and I are on the same line there. Of you know, it's all about bringing right. more people into the kingdom of God. Um, then you have down on how should we serve? And how? You put willingly. 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 You have a verse here, Second Corinthians 9, 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Yeah. We're talking a little bit about that next Sunday. Exactly. And, I, and that's what I said. I said, you know, Paul here may be talking about money, but this applies to everything that we give. Because well, it really does. We give of our time. We give of our talents. We've already talked about how God has blessed us with with gifts from His, you know, right. His trove of spiritual gifts. I know trove wasn't in there. That'd be a good good word for trove that. Trove is a good word. Maybe I'll start the Brandon Chenault version of the Bible. And okay, probably not. Um, but you know, it could be giving of your your time. It could be giving of your money. Right. It could be serving. You know, when he's talking about that, you know. You must decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And I said that yesterday. It's like we don't want you to serve because you feel guilty. You right. feel guilted right. into serving. Right, right. We want you to serve because when you serve, you're serving God. I mean, if you're coming to church, like I can't believe I got to go mow the grass. I can't believe I, I, I somebody else got. You know what? Don't mow the grass. Right. Just call and say I'm not going to do it. Exactly. You're not getting any brownie points with God. I mean, you don't get that anyway. But right. you're not getting right. any recognition from God for mowing the grass or doing what you do if your heart's not there and if it's not 100 percent because of your love for Christ and Christians you're going to you're going to stand before God one day and you're going to say okay here's what I did and God's going to be like oh really cuz I only have down 
Oh, um, I have one thing. Yeah. You just listed 4,000, but I have one. Right. And they're going to be like, what, what are you talking about? And God's going to be like, well, that's what you did from your heart. I can mm-hmm. only see one thing you did from your heart out of your love for me. Right. Out of 45 blessed years. Yeah. Think about it, because this is what it's going to boil down to. And I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> you can ask my wife. I've told her, and I, I don't do this as much, but I have done it. <laughs> I'm doing this because I have to. And I know I'm never going to get recognition to God for it because my heart's not in it. Yep. But I'm doing it because I have to. And I very rarely ever do it because I have to. A lot of times I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. that. Right. But sometimes I'm like, I'm doing it, but I don't want to do it. And uh, my heart's not in it. And I know it's yeah. it's just because I'm expected to do it. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I, I right. Yeah, I, I feel like the biggest hypocrite in the yep. world. And, I, and here's I, the truth, you know. And and you know, you can get dinged for not doing things as as a minister or as somebody on staff. You know, we're not saying you have to serve. In every open no. spot available. That's why, and Serve I close your out heart, with it, your passion, what God has given, where you. God has gifted you. Yeah, and that's why I closed out with you know the depiction of the body. We're a body for a reason. You know, where I'm going to be able to serve, someone else may not be able to, but they're going to be able to give back and to serve God in an area that I'm not gifted in. Right. And so when we pull our gifts together and we serve together, it means that we you know we don't have to run ourselves ragged. Right. Um, but we, like you said, we give willingly. Was that number one? How? Number two, how is another one of those examples from Jesus, and that's humbly. Philippians this is two. huge. Philippians two is one of this my, is huge, and I didn't say this yesterday, but you know I've got Philippians two five through eleven tattooed down the back of my arm as a reminder. Dude, you're such a renegade. I know, right? Are you? It, is that even right? Yes. What being tattooed? <laughs> we won't go there, but dude, I, I'm sitting across this guy. He is tattooed up. He's got. Earrings tattooed up. He wears Justin Bieber jammies to bed. I do not. I'm telling you, this is anyway. I'm I told sorry. you if you buy them for me, I will. Oh, you're getting them. And then he sends me a picture of them. They're pink. Like and he'll the, wear them. And I said, no, they have to be more manly. He goes, I think those look great. <laughs> Thanks. Anyways, Philippians two is one of my favorite passages, and and it's because it points to Jesus. Paul's saying, hey, your attitude should be like Jesus. Okay. He says this beginning in verse three. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of yourselves, thinking as others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, exactly, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I love the New Century Version. It said, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. And I, I just love how that breaks it down. It says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took on the very position of a slave, and he was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. You know, verse 8 is humongous because it says he humbled himself in obedience to God. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus Christ. Yep. And that is huge. Who was God. And now, let me tell you something. Yeah. Here's the here's the problem with the world and the and Christians today. We don't humble humble ourselves in obedience to God, right? Because nobody tells me what to do, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Even in the Christian community, yep. you can tell me whatever you want, but by your actions, they speak so much louder than your words. And you know, oh, I love God. I'm gonna, but your actions are speaking so much louder than words. And so, but Jesus humbled himself in obedience to God. And I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be the hardest thing you're ever going to do because you got to humble yourself in obedience to God when it comes to service, when it comes to giving my money, when it comes to my time, when it comes to 
my sin, when it comes to mm-hmm. everything, I'm telling you, this is 100%. This line in Philippians 2, verse 8, is absolutely yep. humbling for yep. me because I can't always it's, say it's that tough. I do that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. terribly humbling. Yeah. But that's awesome. It's a good verse. Yes, it is. It's so much better when, like, I'm listening to this, okay? Right. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm like, um, I'm sitting there listening to the verses, and you're reading them off yesterday. And, of course, I'm not watching it. Right. So much. I'm, right. I'm glancing at it because I'm driving and stuff like that. You don't want to get distracted by how dashing I look. But you moved my pulpit, bro. I'm – okay. If I had a, a I text, step stool – I text everybody, who moved my pulpit? If I had a step stool to stand behind that thing – I could be seen behind it, but I feel like I'm a little kid behind it. <laughs> but I, when you're reading these verses, um, they take on a whole new meaning. And I love uh, – because I'm up front so much, and, and, and the Scripture speaks to me even when I'm reading them. Right. But, uh, but when you're hearing them read back to you, it, it's, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's just different, and, right. I, and I really like that. So you put how should we serve. You had willingly, humbly, and then you put thankfully. Yeah. And that's huge. It is. First Timothy one twelve, Paul says this, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. You know, he said, Paul's like, I didn't get this by my own strength. Christ Jesus gave me the strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve who? To serve him. Wow. That's good. Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving him thanks to him, to God the Father. Yeah. Whatever you do or say, mm-hmm. boy, think about think about how convicting that is. Yeah, whatever you do or say, like whatever, yep. like whatever it is. Not even here at yep. church, but whatever Anything. you do or say. Yep. Come on, folks. I mean, that includes your thoughts, exactly. and that's where I'm convicted Ooh. of. It's like, man, mm. yeah. The the fourth how, the last how that I gave was wholeheartedly, um, and, and I read this verse that I read earlier in the message. It's Colossians three twenty three through twenty four, and the first part says, "Whatever you do." Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. And then you had another scripture, which is really good, uh, Philippians 2, 1 and 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Hmm. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Yeah. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, if the church of Jesus Christ could get that right. verse together, yep. I'm telling you what, I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care who sits on the Supreme Court. I don't care what um, mandates are issued down. We would change this world. Yep. Absolutely. But because Christians will not do this, you want to make him truly happy, agree wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. And because and we don't, we have what we have. And that one mind and purpose is not ours. Nope. It's, it's God's. God's. What does God want? Yep. What does God want? It's going to go. Here, here's the thing. What God wants, it's going to go against what I want. Right. God wanted me to come here to RCC five <laughs> years ago. I did not want to come here. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. Yep. I want to be back home. But this is what God wants. So right. you know what? I'm I'm doing what God wants me to do, and um, and God's going to have you do something that pulls you away from something that you probably want to do, right? Or that you think is right, right? And so here you go. And are we going to do it? Are we going to be obedient to God? A lot of us are only obedient to God when it's safe and convenient it's for convenient, me. Yeah. But how about when it's not? Mm-hmm. Are you still going to be obedient? Because like, it's not convenient for me, right? Being obedient to God is not convenient for me. I'm just going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. 
it, it actually goes against my convenience right? or comfort every although, time. Although God has blessed you with a really nice fall, so there's that. You know, He actually has blessed me with a really. nice I mean, I think fall. this fall has been specifically for Craig Brad's. He blessed me with a really nice fall, and I had got a really great co- uh, bag of coffee today That's right. when I came into the church. So that was really right. good. So yeah, there, there's a lot of good things. That's God right. does bless me exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, and that's, I kind of closed out and, and told people, you know, hey, if you're serving, thank you for what you're doing. It was a long verse to close out with, bro. It was a long verse. And I, I told him, I said, like, if you're not serving, we don't want you to feel guilted. You know, don't, you know, again, don't, don't give of your time. Don't give of your service. If, if you feel guilted, do it because you want to serve. You want to give back because, you know, that's what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're humbling yourself. And, um, and so I told everybody, it's like, reach out to us if you aren't sure where you need to be serving. Because that's one of the things we love to do. We love to sit down and figure out where God has gifted you. Right, right. Where God wants to plug you in here at RCC. And then I closed with a really long, and I'm not going to read it all, but 1 Corinthians 12, Paul does a great job of kind of tying, you know, I said this this verse could have been written yesterday. It could have been written last week, um, where he takes something that, you know, we all know a lot about. It's like we have we all have a body which has different parts, and they all function together as one but they all function differently like my hands Apparently don't have my this, body's taller than yours yours is taller like, <laughs> but but you know my hands don't have the same function that my nose has and my eyes don't have the same function that my ears has and that's pretty much what paul is saying this you know is that we're all part of a body but we we all have something different to give and i love this kind of commission that he closes out with in verse 27 and he says all of you together are christ's body and each of you is a part of it exactly you know and he says this and kind of going up um in verse 25, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And I heard, um, oh man, I can't remember who it was. Old timer. I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about that verse. And he um, likened this. He said, you know, if you're, if you're suffering with a grief or whatever, then, you know, you're going to have a part of the body that, that affects the body because that's not doing well. Right. But he said, let, he said, but pay careful attention to me. If you are a cancerous part of the body or you are a complaining part of the body or a griping part of the body, whether you believe it or not, you're affecting the entire, the entire body, body yeah. of Jesus Christ, not just in your local church, but also as a whole in the kingdom. Yeah. And because it is a spiritual Battle, mm-hmm. and you're making it a physical oh, wow. yeah. battle. Yeah. I wish I realized. I, I I wish I could say I made that up, but I did not. And um, well, we could, but I can't remember who. I'm going to say Wayne Smith, but I, 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 it was it was either him or oh man, I'll probably think of it when we're You'll done. Think of it later. I think we'll let you know next week who it was. It's either him or Brandon Chenault. I'm not quite sure. It wasn't me. I, it was Wayne Smith. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I miss that guy. But anyway, that was that. I thought that was really good because you do affect the entire yeah, part of the body. Exactly. Because, I mean, even here at RCC, if there's a faction of group of people that are complaining and griping, and that's what they do, mm-hmm. it affects the it entire affects the body. body as a whole. I mean, you 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 are going to you you are going to hold back what God wants to do here. You you are you are blocking the blessing of God. Right. Blocking it. Yep. You, whether you intentionally mean to or not, you've blocked it. You, you've thrown a roadblock in because guess what? God is not going to send somebody here if you're griping and complaining about right. something yep. or you're unhappy and somebody hears you in the hallway. And here's the worst thing. When somebody comes to me and says, Oh, I was down in the fellowship hall and I heard these three people talking about boom. Yeah. That pees me off more right. than anything because I'm like, Oh, great. So they're going to block the blessing of God because they got their feelings hurt. You know what? I just want to say grow up. Yeah. Just grow exactly. up. Yeah. Grow up. 
Get it right, folks. Get it right. This is not this is not rocket science. And, and that you know, and this is you know, kind of off topic here, but that's the problem. You know, and Paul talks about it. It's like, hey, you should be adults as Christians, but yeah. guess what? You're still babies, and you need spiritual milk instead of eating a steak. Exactly. And that's the problem with you know. So here's your bottle. RCC. Here's your bottle. Um, Again, and in the church, you know. Churches all across America mm-hmm. have Christians that should be eating steaks, but they're still drinking a bottle of spiritual milk because they're just not growing up. Just because you come to church and give your money and you take communion and you've done it for every day of your life or every most every Sunday of your life for 40 years does not make you a mature Christian. Right. Your actions do. Mm-hmm. goes back to James. Know the word and do the do word. The word. Yep. And you can know the word, but if you're not doing the word, what makes it? But if right. you're doing the you word without knowing with the it, word, right. then what's the debt? You have to know it. And you got to do it. Mm-hmm. James is absolutely right. Exactly. Know the word and do the word. See, Paul didn't write the entire New Testament. No, there was just that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, we're running a little over time, but that's okay. I mean, you know, we had, we had to catch up on everything. That's and, right. Um, that's good. But uh, but again, thank you so much for starting that series absolutely. off. Great, great topic of service. Good way to get that going. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, this Sunday, we're going to continue the series to back uh, to the basics. And we're going to be looking at generosity, giving, and God's provision. And this mm-hmm. is huge. This yep. is huge. And um, and the, the the big thing for the day, big theme for the day is God is able. Yes. And do you believe that God is able? And you might say, oh, yeah, God is able. But when the chips are down, right. is is God able? So come and join us. You can get your free keychain. And uh, we also have a book. Ten books available by Randy Alcorn. You can purchase them at the Welcome Center for $3 a piece. Um, it's an awesome book on just giving and generosity, and we're going to make ten of them available. If people want them, you can put your name on a list, and we'll order you, order you a book. But um, Also, uh, Operation Christmas Child is this Sunday, correct? November 13th. 13th. That's it this Sunday. It yep. starts in our children's ministry at 1030, and then the families and other adults can join the packing party after the second service. Right? That would be awesome. Yep. yep That's right. Good. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is um, night of prayer. Night of prayer. Night of prayer. And so, if you guys um, haven't joined us, please join us for that. It's at six o'clock. Probably be dark by that time. <laughs> yeah. But if we're just in the auditorium at six o'clock, uh, sanctuary. And um, hey, come with a verse that God is speaking to you to share with everybody and something that you're thankful for, yep. and uh, let us know what's um, what's all about. Speaking of thankful, thankful, thankful is coming, and this is a free Thanksgiving meal and a box giveaway. Takes place on Sunday, November the twentieth, from one to three p.m. Yep. You got that right so far. They're right so far. People They're... who are in need of Thanksgiving food can drive up to the church and pick up a box of food. Yep. And, and there's a sign up for that on the website, richwood.church forward slash outreach. And here's how you can help. Number one, you can volunteer to pack boxes on eleven twenty immediately following the second service. Number two, you can hand out boxes on eleven twenty from one to three. Or number three, you can provide a $40 donation to sponsor a family. Uh, but if you need more information, you can contact the church, Todd Norquist. Yep. You can do one, two, or all three of those volunteer opportunities. You can do them all. You can do them all. Yep. And then Simply Still. Simply Still. That is November the twenty. Give her the gift that that give her the gift that she wants. That does Simply sound like still. A, sounds perfume. like a perfume. Ladies perfume. By Maybe St. Georgie de Georgie. <laughs> Yeah, that is November the 28th. It is November the 28th, 530 to 7. And they're going to get together. It's for women. For women. It's just a time before the hustle and bustle of the holiday season to just simply be still before God. That'll be awesome. And then um, guess what else is coming up? Christmas. Night. 
of of worship. That is uh, Sunday, December the fifth. Fourth. Fourth. I was close. Fourth. Uh, whatever fifth. Sunday that is. First Sunday in December. I think it's fifth. Really? I think. Crud! I messed that up. Um, first Sunday in December. No, and it's fourth. It is at the fourth. Okay, yeah. and that is this this um, at six o'clock in the sanctuary. You are correct. It is the fourth. I was bad. I was I was wrong. Um, and Usually it's just going to be a event. night where we're going to worship God through some Christmas music and just kind of really set the tone for that. Mm-hmm. We did that last year, and I really do feel like it did a great job of setting the tone for the Christmas season. It does. My kids have been listening to Christmas music already. I have since XM switched over on you November have. 1st, so I've already been, you know, quite a few days into it. You know, driving through the countryside or listening to... <laughs> did, you, did you get my, my Snapchat last night? Me drinking eggnog out of my Santa Claus mug. I got that. I got that. And um, I actually... Help it. Yeah. You, you, you and, and Molly. Thank you, Molly, for having my back. You were the only two that said, no, it was not too early. Everyone else was like, yes. It's like, bah humbug, you Scrooges. Come on. I can be thankful in the month of November for what God has given me, but I can still look forward to what God has given me and be thankful for Jesus and his birth. Come on. Out of a Santa mug. Out yeah, of a Santa you, mug. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we got quite a few things coming up, and um, just remember that um, we have, um, you know, the Christmas Eve service and Christmas Day, other activities coming up in um, December – Christmas series coming up and yep. um, gearing up for next up. Oh, night divine. Oh, night divine. And then, guys, um, if you're listening, you've held on this long. Where I know we're, we're running over a little bit, but um, starting in January, you'll hear a little bit of more. A little bit more about this is that um, we're going to be doing a study for six weeks for just guys uh, called Kingdom Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Evans is going to be on video for six sessions, and but we're also going to have a discussion. So that's going to be um, good. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. So we're going to have. Um, probably within the next week or so where you can start signing up for that and um, get your name on the list and be able to go with that. So, awesome. But mark that down. Starts January 11th, six Wednesday nights in a row. There you go. Yep. I don't think I've got anything else. I do. The weather's changing. It's going to be awesome this weekend. It's going to be great. High of like 44 on Saturday. I hope everyone's looking forward to it. Snow. I, I heard snow. Just hear those sleigh bells ringling, jing, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather to sit in a tree stand by myself. And that's how that goes. People are like, I'm done. You know what? And so is Craig. Craig's giving me the done. look. I, you know what I almost did? I almost just walked out. I just almost walked out of this room. Right. Yeah, but anyway, but okay, you know, you've had your share that. of good weather, so it's time for a change. You know, change is good. Are y'all I just want to ask you a question. Are you ready when the weather changes? I mean, seriously, are you I'm, ready? I'm always ready. You no, know I mean, what? Are I'm you ready for me? No, I'm not ready for you, but I am ready. I'm for, gonna walk in, I'm gonna be like, Ugh. I am ready for something you'll be Ratchum Ratchum That's what um, <laughs> what did Yosemite Sam? Rackin', frackin', um, <laughs> I'm ready for this. This weekend I will be Starting another fire in my wood stove, so that's always nice. That'd be nice, yeah. It'd be hard to get the dog to go to bed, but well, he'll be laying in front of the fire yeah, like, no, true. I'm not leaving. True. That's what happened last time I started <laughs> it for a few days. He was like, this is cozy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for listening uh, with us um, and hanging in there with us all the way up to right now. Yep. And um, We appreciate you. Exactly. And um, we just, um, if you haven't in a while been able to um, share this along with somebody and you think that they might enjoy listening to this, um, I would um, encourage you to forward that on. We always like to get new listeners that's and right. uh, see where that's from. And um, 
So, Brandon, um, I hope you have a very good Saturday in the tree stand or Friday in the tree stand at 40 degrees. And Mom snow. and Dad are coming back up, so it's going to be great. Yeah. Will they be here Sunday? Yep. Sure will. Willie and Loretta. I can't That's wait right. to see them. That's and, right. Uh, and you know what? It's It actually has been an awesome fall. It has. It's, the weather's been great. And the Astros won the World Series. Congratulations on that. Congratulations, Dusty Baker. I'll give him that. Exactly. So, good for him. All right. You guys have a great week. See you, Craig. Bye. Bye.